1: Izan ginalako garela dino Euskal Esamolde zarrak. Zer izan gine, noiz izan gine, ez dakigu. Ez dakigu guri izkuntza nondik datorren. Beste hainbat hizkuntzarekin nasku da eta bos mila urte eta itxaso hau zeharkatu izan-izan dutena guzel zarrek. Gure izkuntza gaur dugu duguna. Gure izkuntza hau da gure aberria azken batean.
2: the cool rain on my shoulder, found something good in this beautiful world, I felt the rain getting colder,
3: Yeah.
4: Basque country is an autonomous region, a place, a culture, where the Basque language is spoken. Strictly speaking, it's an area straddling Spain and France at the western end of the Pyrenees. They've been speaking Basque here long before the first Roman arrived in 65 BC. It is a very old language. How old, like the question of how far back their history goes and where it begins is not known. The best answer anyone can give you is long, long ago. What did this area, what did this coastline look like back in the 17th century?
5: So different, right?
4: So different.
5: There's more landscape now. The sea went farther into the land.
1: Maybe some houses like uh, three or four there, but the other one wasn't there. The church there wasn't there. There was a a small church, maybe. In that mountain, uh, uh, houses watching
4: to the sea was impossible. All the traditional houses were pointed inland.
5: Yeah. Mm, yeah. Before the Industrial Revolution, with no heating systems,
4: the wind would come in. You couldn't
5: afford watching to the sea because the wind and the humidity made it impossible to maintain that kind of living. So every house that has windows to the sea, it means sea. it's not
4: so old. Edor Jimenez and his daughter Erati are both acclaimed authors and proud Basque. And they know as much about their history as can be known. Sea barnacles, or Persebes, are much loved here. Steamed briefly with a little salt, simple, like much of Basque cooking. Mm-hmm. Ah, vale, vale, vale. It's delicious. It's very, very good. I love these.
5: And thank you for coming.
4: How long do you think the Basque people lived in this community? Or does anybody know? 25,000 years, 25, we are living yeah. here. So you're talking like Cro-Magnon? Yes. All the way back? All the way back. And the language yes. from here?
5: We really don't know. Is it is the only language in Europe that we know of that doesn't have anything to do with the rest of the languages, that doesn't come from the same place.
4: And the Basque genetic signature is also seemingly unique. I mean, nobody's finding any relatives in anywhere.
5: They did this research with people's DNA from this area. Yeah. uh, And the conclusion was it's the same people that was living here uh, 25,000 years ago.
4: So do you believe that? The, the Basque have always been here, that the language has been influenced by nobody else.
1: And the mystery, Anthony, is that we are in the way. Yeah. In the Iberian Peninsula, you have two natural ways, two natural paths. It's, yeah. One is in the Mediterranean side, and the other one is in the Atlantic side. And we are in, in the in, in the way from the north to the
4: south. Oh, good, 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 uh, this country. good negotiators good fighters, good negotiators? <laughs> yeah, good note. You could make the argument that there is no better place to eat in Europe than the city of San Sebastian. There are more Michelin starred restaurants per capita here than anywhere on earth. But even the everyday joints are superb. The love of food, the insistence on the very best ingredients is fundamental to the culture and to life here. And it's beautiful. Did I say that? It's a beautiful city.
3: It's indudable, también, que yo soy vasco. Y entonces aquí hay una especie de atmosfera gastronómica, nosotros somos profetas en nuestra tierra y además la gente te habla de cocina, vayas a donde vayas, todo lo solucionamos cocinando, porque tenemos una especie de fanatismo hacia la cocina. Bueno, no sé, yo creo que también es otra de las cosas por las cuales yo lo llevo tan, tan, tan adentro, tan en el corazón o en el alma. Pero sí es indudable que el ser vasco, para mí es muy importante.
4: You know uh, exactly where to go, ¿no? If I'm lost, I'm if only I'm lost for two minutes. I, I always find my way. You're, you're funny. Oh, here he
5: is.
2: ¿Qué <laughs> tal?
4: <laughs> Juan Marie Arzac has been since I first met him, and his amazing and accomplished daughter Elena, my mentor and friend. Steadfast and loyal in every way a person can be. Father and daughter are two of the greatest chefs in the world.
3: Like, bueno. ¿Qué tal bien? Are happy.
4: Very <laughs> clump. Yes. Yeah. I I love it here. Osasuna?
3: <laughs> Osasuna.
4: These are what you call pinchos around here not tapas. These incredible batteries of delicious, delicious things, generally located near one another, so you can easily and very pleasurably go out for what's called a poteo, a bar crawl, grazing for the specialties of each place. Buenas.
5: buenas. Thank you. Aquí estamos. Muy buenas. I would like to start with a little <laughs> bit of beer. What do you think? Yeah. Eh? Not too much, because we are going to other places. Eh? Welcome. Thank you. Thank you.
4: Eh? Thank you. Avila. Gabriella Ranelli has worked closely with both Arzaks for years and is considered a leading authority on the Basque culinary scene.
6: You have to move from place to place because the important thing is you have different atmospheres, you have different flavor profiles. People here really like the classics. You know, people go after exactly what they're looking for.
4: Fried quail egg, blood sausage, and peppers.
6: This is like a whole breakfast on a, on a piece of bread.
4: Wait a minute, what's that? Uh,
6: sea urchin, you want to try some?
4: Sea urchin with onion and cava.
5: You are good in eating pinchos, eh? <laughs> but it's so
4: difficult to, to stop, no? Yeah. Walking anywhere in San Sebastian with Juan Marie Arzac is like walking through Chicago with Michael Jordan or Washington, D.C. with George Washington. He's the godfather, universally beloved and respected. You're like Elvis. like Elvis Presley. Presley, (laughs) Why do the Basque, unique among their neighbors, obsessively insist on such high quality ingredients for
3: everything? People have a passion for food here.
2: I
4: don't know. It's always been this way.
3: Until about 80 years ago, there wasn't a lot of this stuff written down. No, no había libros escritos en Ucquera ni nada. era de voz. a oído. Okay. Right in
4: here. Yeah, I figured, how we're not walking by here. Ganbara, my favorite place. I come here every time like a heat-seeking missile.
1: This is where you'll find Walmart every Sunday. This
4: is the first place anyone ever brought me in. Really? Iberico ham with mushrooms are amazing. Crab tartlets, extraordinary.
3: Mm. Oh, man.
4: But this, the house specialty, what they're most famous for is the be-all and end-all for me. Seared wild mushrooms and foie gras with a raw egg yolk gently draped over the top to sizzle and commingle with the hot fungi.
5: This plate, what can you do to make it better?
4: No, it's Dip impossible. Like that. It's perfect. There's no improving this dish. No.
2: Now nobody talks. Only with
4: <laughs> Right. Eh? <Total> <laughs>
7: We are in the Basque Country, in a place called Pasaya, near San Sebastian. This was the main Basque port in the Middle Age. The Basque ships in different times they were the top of the maritime technology. and because of that they could face the big challenge of the ocean. This is a very old tradition. You see, we have a very old language. We have a very old culture, and that culture has been always looking at the
4: sea. According to my Basque friends, the Basque discovered America and didn't tell anyone. That's right. And who would they tell anyone?
7: Well, they didn't want to attract the attention of other fishermen. That's that's the reason. So, uh, you see, the the maritime official history is being written by uh, kings that wanted to claim something, you know? Like, okay, this is mine. This is mine. I want everybody to know that. Fishermen, they did the opposite thing. So that's why nowadays archaeologists are finding uh evidences of our past and that's very important for us
4: xavier agote is a shipwright and founder of the basque maritime heritage museum where he works to preserve and promote the proud history of basque exploration of the sea when i was a kid i used
7: to go to san sebastian port and start fishing there i remember the fishing boats coming in and out every day uh, wooden boats fantastic When I grew older, I witnessed how all the uh, traditional wooden boats that I loved so much were being replaced by fiberglass boats. So when I was 18, I decided to become a boat builder. So for me, it was one of the most enriching experiences of my life. Baola, like 20 years ago because nobody knew about the Basque and their relationship with the sea and at the moment we are building a dream of my life coming true which is a 16th century Basque whaling galleon. My hope is that through this project the Basque people will know more about our maritime history they will be proud of their ancestors We decided to build this ship. I mean, nobody asked us.
4: This used to be the center of the world for boat building. Bad times for the Spanish Navy was good times for the Basque, because if if a lot of ships are sinking, that means more more work here.
7: The Basque were the first whalers, industrial whalers, in a time in, in which the Basque were the only people hunting whales industrially.
4: How many many guys? In a classic rowing boat, seven people. Okay, seven people, guy out on front, the strongest guy with a harpoon. That's right. Whole lot of rope. 200 meters rope. How big is the boat? Eight meters. Eight meters. If the ropes get too wet, you sink. If you fall overboard, you die. You die. If the boat capsizes, you die. Everybody dies. You have to tow that whale to to
7: the land. Roin, a 60-ton whale. Six, 60 ton well. 60 tons. tons. Metric.
4: You know, it's like big. So, what happens if everything goes well? Well, you become very rich.
6: <laughs>
4: <laughs> this place is the famous El Cano in the seaside village of Gataria. A place known and loved by chefs all over the world for what they call their Paleolithic cooking. The straight up application of fire and a very few ingredients to make, well, Magic of a kind. Rock prawn. The head and body are cooked separately. The body is served nearly raw, what they call semi-ceviche, while the heads are grilled. Oh, that's nice. This is going to be good. That's very nice. Squid served the paleo way, grilled with an onion green pepper sauce. Wow, look at this. Excellent. Uh, Look at that, he puts the tentacles oh, yeah. in, inside, nice. And cacochas, about as bone deep, old school, fundamentally bask an ingredient or a passion as there is. The jowls are chins of hake, cooked peel peel style in olive oil, and swirled constantly to emulsify the oil with the fish's natural gelatin. What we like is the quality of the product. We like to have everything alive in our in our mouth oh these are the <laughs> yeah but this Beautiful. is good food. <laughs> look at that yeah so this is a good time to talk about cod because the basque are not getting to america or newfoundland without salt fish right if you didn't have protein that lasted, you could not project, you could not explore, and you could not project military power. Absolutely.
7: In the early times, something we know is that the bus were the only ones drying the cod. Sea salt, we lack of it. And so we were forced to dry it. And dry dry cod, you could preserve it for years.
4: It's this dish that brings passionate eaters to El Cano from all across the world. The Turbo, grilled. Look at that. That is beautiful. Perfectly over coals. And then portioned out expertly by owner Aitor Arregi, so as to highlight each and every unique bit and its special characteristics. All the white points, yeah. this is the protein of the fish, and if it's good eat, we can make it like a mushoin. <laughs> The light gelatinous skin with soft and slightly caramelized flesh. Mm -hmm. Wow. The fat, unctuous belly. He's finding every single secret of the fish. Mm -hmm. The bones, tiny scraps of the sweetest meat clinging to them. Crunchy,
3: gelatinous. One
4: dish, a mosaic of many distinct flavors and textures, all of them epically delicious. It was like an anatomy lesson.
7: Yeah, absolutely.
0: This podcast is supported by Sleep Number. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like.
3: Esta casa a mí me relaja y no solamente me relaja, sino es con donde mejor estoy del mundo en mi casa que le llamo a a esta mi casa porque yo nací aquí. Yo soy la tercera generación de mi familia en esta casa que la hizo mi abuelo Eh, y luego está mi hija que es la cuarta generación y hay que darse cuenta que que para mí estos muros son muy gordos, los de esta casa, muy gordos, muy gordos, muy gordos. Y además creo que los espíritus de la familia están ahí dentro y me transmiten tranquilidad, me transmiten estar bien, ¿eh? me transmiten, no sé, pues instintos. Yo me divierto muchísimo y para mí además la creatividad para mí es imprescindible para poder seguir adelante in my life, because if I didn't have the restaurant, I don't know what it would be How old is the restaurant? Since 1897.
5: 1897,
4: starting with uh, great great-grand- grandparents. I feel at home at this table. It is not my first time here by a long shot. I am among friends, friends who feel now like family.
3: I lived here aquí en una habitación, que daba un comedor. Y que, bueno, pues aquí, porque mi madre hacía muchos pequeños banquetes, todo muy popular, Porque mi padre se murió cuando yo tenía ocho años. Y soy hijo único. Fui muy mimado por todas las camareras. Entonces yo primero hice, bueno, los ayudaba a mi madre, Y luego ya pues me hice un año de, de, de arquitectura. En Madrid, había un amigo allí que estaba en la escuela de hostelería. Y me dijo que, que era muy sencillo porque eran 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 tres años. Que los fines de semana podías ir a hacer extras de cocinero por ahí por el mundo, pues viendo, empecé con Bocuse, proagro chapel
4: Ahora tienes 74, ¿no?
3: 74 con, pues con 23 años ya me quedé aquí, bueno, estuve con mi madre. Mi madre me dejó el el restaurante herencia porque era hijo único, que además me dejó dinerito. Yo he tenido mucha suerte. In
4: 1976, 12 Basque chefs under the influence of the recently emerged nouvelle cuisine movement in France, formed what later became known as the Gang of 12, committing themselves to both modernizing and protecting the culinary traditions of their culture. Juan-Marie Arzac was at the forefront of that effort. His daughter, Alenia, continues to honor both that commitment and that responsibility. The food is innovative, wildly creative, forward-thinking, but always, always Basque. Marinated prawns on lemongrass and mint with beetroot and crunchy krill. For us, it's
5: the essence of the sea. Mm. Oh, Oh, man. man
4: roast pigeon with mastic and potato.
5: And this pigeon is really very tender, you will see.
4: I love it.
3: There are two important things in our cocina. The material, which is always local, and then the ingredients.
4: Grilled hate jowls with teff seeds and fresh almonds, served in a bamboo leaf. The
3: material, I tell you, is here. But los ingredientes pueden ser de todo el mundo. Tienen que gustar a nuestra cultura.
4: Grilled monkfish with a pecan paste and hieroglyphics of pumpkin and sweet pea. Was it always like this? I mean, his mother, his grandmother. Was it always a menu that changed every day? What did you have to have on the menu?
3: Una cocina tradicional. Por ejemplo, qué plato. Dan más <laughs> de huevo, luego merluza al horno, luego tenía debo dar solomillo o pollo. Porque el, el, lo bueno que tiene el, el, el esto, la cocina vasca, es que es muy general de gusto.
4: White tuna with green melon and a jackfruit sauce.
3: Eh, yo tengo el paladar de la cocina de aquí. Con eso puedo hacer, eh, pues no sé, puedo hacer eh, todo lo moderno que quieras, creatividad, pero siempre con nuestro gusto. Entonces, por que tener en cuenta y ahora cuando hacemos los platos nuevos, que hacemos unos 50 al año. have tenemos que tener en cuenta ese paladar.
4: Squid with walnut ginger paste, psyllium sauce and black tomato. So you ever going to take off the chef jacket? What is his plan?
3: ¿Qué es your plan para master? Sebastián.
4: Ah, I knew he was going to say this.
3: Y morirme en esta mesa. You would like
4: to die at this table? I like. Not tonight. Not tonight.
3: No, pronto no. Oh. No. Hoy no. Bueno. Señor, donde mejor estoy aquí en el restaurante.
4: I first came here in, I think, 2001. 15 years ago. You know, my father died very young. But look, I like him to know that since the first time I came here, he's I, I I feel like he's looked after me like a father. He's been a loyal and good friend and a supporter and I want him to know I appreciate him. que sepas que desde
5: 2001 cuando vino la primera vez, tú le has cuidado como un padre.
3: Como
4: si su padre yo. Como si yo fuese padre. But he's only 14 years older than me, but.
3: Solo le años, <laughs> no too much, eh?
4: No, no, could be my older brother.
3: El hermano mayor. Yes, 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 this. Better. it's better. Okay. I am the, the big brother. Yes, big brother. No, and the father is much older. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For everything.
4: It seems sometimes, maybe even all the time, like you can wander in just anywhere in San Sebastian and find fantastic things to eat. Casa Urola in the Old Town does not outwardly look like a place where you're going to find this seared mushrooms with egg yolk and pine nuts. Potato sauce?
2: Uh, yes, and duck sauce.
4: Beautiful, wow, look at that. Grilled tuna with marmotaco sauce, a reference to a classic fisherman's stew. Peas and a consomme of Iberico ham. The food is so good in this town. I mean, it's really outrageous. Yes. I mean, you walk by this place, you, you, you don't expect this. Olatz Gonzalez Abrisqueta is a professor of social anthropology and a documentary filmmaker. Whoa, look at that.
2: It's the squeeze with a white bean cream.
4: Wow. I know that this is the end of squid season. Yeah. Everybody says this. I mean, everybody yeah. knows. Yeah. The Basque obsession or insistence on really, really good ingredients. The fish has to be in season. It has to be incredibly fresh. It always has to be the best of everything.
2: I mean, the Basque are very obsessive with qualities. For example, as you know, I I, I did a, a thesis in, in the Basque Pelota.
4: Pelota, if you didn't know, is the most popular sport in Basque culture. Its origins go back to the Middle Ages. The Basque are as obsessive about this pastime as they are about food. <laughs>
2: Most of male conversation in Basque country are about things and about qualities of things. And they pass days and days in bouncing the balls for the match and they they need to know which one is the best for the match and how it behaves. the obsession and I think a male obsession with quality is also something which happened in sports, sport just like with the food.
4: Basque language and culture exists on both sides of a border. Unsurprising, as they predate both countries. This may be France, but it's still Pays Basque.
2: Here we're in the French Basque country. The Basque country is divided by a frontier, but we're talking about the same culture in the French Basque country and the Spanish Basque country.
4: Is there a difference between the French and the Spanish side?
2: Well, on the Spanish side, it was uh, the dictature of Franco, and uh, there it was It was forbidden to speak in Basque. On the French side, it's true that there was a little less pressure about talking Basque, but because there are a lot of people who are coming from Paris, from a big towns for retirement, we're losing the Basque language.
4: Do we drink Spanish wine? Do we drink uh, French wine? We drink French wine. French wine, right? Okay. Good. We're in the town of Ahetz at La Ferme Ostalapia. Mireille Gert was born in Spanish-Basque country but raised in France. We've
2: got a very good quality of life here. The sea, the mountain, the sun. And the the food. (laughs) And the food.
4: Things are different here. The relationship between Basque and French cultures has always been more graceful and less contentious. And you can see it and feel it and tasted at the table. Ventres de ton, or tuna belly with tomato carpaccio. Pigeon, roasted and then flambéed, served with a terrine or pâté of the same bird. On this side of the border, are the chasses creative or more traditional?
2: They're more uh, influenced by uh, the, French, uh, the French cuisine, which is more complex. Uh, on the other side, we simplify. Here, we, it's a little bit more complex.
4: Food so good.
2: Because we like eating, that's the main point. Why are we going to use things which are in the freezer? You're going to try to do it always fresh, very simple, but with very good things. I would say that's what describes the uh, Basque cook. It's really simple but fresh.
0: Listen to the assignment with me, Audie Cornish, on your favorite podcast app.
6: Mm-hmm garantzia hondiak da kulturan eh, azkenean eh, kulturaren parte da eh restaurante baten artekoa hemen jendea lagunak biltzen gera nahi egunean aldizkidea artean eta etak kanpoko jendari ba, bai eh, atentzioa deitzen dio soziala desberdinak daude Eta nik oraintekan gogoratzen da, nire aitona nola, larogeita urte baina baiagokin, etortzen zanonera. Eta lagunekin, ardo botila batirik, eta e, txorixo piskatekin, bere hitz batzuk egin, eta, eta... Eta disfrutatu momentu horretaz. Zorak zendi, da mai... Uztiak lagunak eda, hemen? economy and political economy has a and, and there is no better city for food than this one. You
4: know, look. It's going to be a problem because you're going to have, like, millions and millions of tourists coming here to eat, you know, every year more.
5: I think now we are being uh, discovered, not only by foreigners, but by Spanish people.
0: Yeah, this is what I heard. The only people from Spain that came here all the time were people from Barcelona.
4: Catalonia, of course. Catalonia.
0: Absolutely. And some people from Madrid, some people. <laughs>
4: So-called bro food, in fact, predates the advent of the Kobe slider or donkey sauce and probably even the high five. Chocos are private and historically all-male gastronomical societies, though that gender rule has changed with the times. It is still strictly Basque and strictly members only. So was everybody born here? Or are you from from San Sebastian? Yeah. Uh, San
1: Sebastian. Well, everybody. We are very lucky that we are just here, surrounded by the sea, the mountains, the green mountains. So, in just one hour distance, you have any kind of fresh product. We consider food as as a part of our culture. I mean. Mm-hmm the importance it has in, in our day life, I mean. Yeah, this uh, is the best example right here. Yeah. There's one thing that my dad
5: always says, we may not have money to go on holidays or to buy a new car or even to buy new shoes. <laughs> but
1: sure. food is So important. <laughs> so important.
4: <laughs> Who cooks rotates between members. Tonight, it's Pablo. The menu, diced raw tuna, grilled prawns with green sauce
1: you notice that we don't like herbs or spices nothing, at all. Nothing, we don't. So uh, the most we use uh, parsley. And, then, and oh, garlic. Of course, garlic, onion, oh, yeah, all the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, people have the idea, if, if you add uh, many spices and herbs to something that you're cooking here, you might be suspicious about maybe the... It's, it's not fresh. fresh.
7: Yeah, you That's want to,
1: to take this food and put in another country, maybe Moscow, maybe New York, it's impossible to cook in this way, and people don't understand.
4: Now, uh, someone I was talking to yesterday had a theory. She said the men talk about the difference between things the difference between this bicycle and that bicycle. The difference between this bicyclist and that bicyclist. And that this is an innate That's part of, the Basque, of the Basque culture.
5: I don't think it's exclusively from here. I think this is something that comes from Franco yes
4: Where's Franco buried, by the way? Oh, in Madrid. Valle de, Valle de los Caídos. Big gravestone, or they just sort of roll them into a ditch? It's a huge place. If you were, I'm just, I'm not suggesting you do this, <laughs> but if you were to visit Franco's grave, unzip and take a piss on it, would that, you be arrested? Uh, yeah. No, you would be in the news all around you know, the would world. Would that make you popular or unpopular? Uh, popular, popular, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. the main, fried hake cooked with chicoli and steamed clams. So, what's the best thing about this city for you? I mean, you've li- you lived here your whole lives.
0: I mean, so many things. So near. I mean, I have friends near. I have all the coasts near, I have the mountains near, I
1: have very, very good gastronomy. It's the way of life. And it's a way uh, of life. It's the way of life. You are able to keep the very same group of friends till you are old. You can sit here.
6: Okay. Yes, yes, that table.
1: Right. And they're in 40s and they, I'm sure
0: they know each other from they are 10 or five years old. And they keep on coming here every week and have dinner here, every week.
7: America, Cole, no ñah ria, Euskalarranza lexu tenesar Gure is kun saquer en un dujato ria, Iguali chasondotik goran zigorria
4: this place deep in the Echondo valley about an hour outside of San Sebastian is Etchabari one of the greatest, most iconoclastic and most loved by chefs restaurants in the world. It is in every way, Extraordinary. Sometimes with chefs, we sit around and we play this game. If you had to die at one restaurant, you know, what would your last meal, what restaurant would you like your last meal at? And they were coming up with restaurants, and I said, well, what about (laughs) Echabarri? Echabarri. And they all changed their answer. They said, oh, no, no, you're right, that way. (laughs) (laughs) It's, It's so perfect. My lunch companion is my old friend, Virginia Irizar. With her father, she runs the Escuela de Cocina Luis Irizar, her father being Luis Irizar, of the original group of 12, and the man who first showed me, well, everything in San Sebastian. Your dad's first job I hear was at the Maria Cristina. Is that that true? He started there. 16 years old. His first duty
5: was to keep the white
3: wine ice cold
4: for the chef. Otherwise, I were in trouble. So it's understandable. So what did they do that was different?
3: It did try to
2: modernize that mm-hmm. traditional food, make it less heavy, less greasy, that's that sort of thing.
4: And this man, Victor Argensonis, is a legend. He is a master of what looks austere and simple, but is in fact in an almost Japanese way fetishistically perfectionist in his treatment of local ingredients. Victor cooks everything himself, from his own charcoal made from wood, he cuts himself. Chorizo, which he makes from Iberian pork loin, served over a tiny little grill, still smoking and infusing it with scent and flavor. Mm. Oh, so good. Grilled razor clads. So good, so simple. Beluga caviar, however improbably it sounds, grilled and heaped over almond paste. Excuse me, I'm going to have to take a picture of this. I want to make other people feel bad about what they're eating. Grilled gambas, perfectly, perfectly cooked prawns. It's
3: huge. (laughs) Yeah. This is...
4: Wow. (laughs) Line-caught squid, grilled and served in its own ink. Beautiful. That's very nice. And the most delicious King Hell Galician Beef Chop, grilled, perfectly rested, and ready. Ooh, look at that. Why are the ingredients so good? I mean, the basic ingredients are always super high quality uh, mm-hmm. everywhere. Where, where does this come from?
2: I think it's just that
3: we, we wouldn't have it other, any other way. I mean, it's as simple as that. Todo ha sido fácil y todo ha sido bonito, que es lo más importante. Yo siempre suelo pensar que hay que estar caro, si no tienes creatividad estás como muerto. Hay que pensar como un niño. El día que no pienses, tú vas a una plaza y ves ahí a los niños, todos los días, o sea, siempre hacen cosas distintas y siempre están contentos. Y yo, bueno, a mí lo que me gusta es estar siempre ahí, como los niños. Como un niño, que el niño no tiene fronteras. Y no hay que tener fronteras. Yo no sé si si esto es difícil o no, pero para mí desde luego no.